there are now 13 deaths linked to the long-term care home uh, in Bob Cajun. It's such a sad story. Uh, but I think it, it really uh, drives home how uh, lonely it is to pass away from COVID-19. I got an email from someone the other day who said, uh, you know, their friends came back from Portugal and two of the, uh, one couple from the group came down with uh, COVID-19 and they were both put in the, uh, in the intensive care unit. She was released and sent home. He passed away and she had to say goodbye over the phone. It's just heartbreaking what's going on with loved ones. I myself personally lost a friend uh, to cancer, to her battle with cancer, and her family can't hold a funeral service right now. We'll have a celebration of life uh, when we get through uh, this pandemic. But this is a story that's going on all over the country. And here to discuss uh, how funeral, uh, the, how the funeral industry is adapting to COVID-19 in this pandemic. Michael Benjamin joins the show, president and senior partner of Benjamin Park Memorial Chapel. Welcome to the show, Michael. Good to have you on. Good to be with you. Thank you, Kelly. I'm sure the stories of uh, family members, you know, not being able to say goodbye are really hard for you to hear because you're in the industry of dealing with loved ones and dealing with their grief and helping them through it in the simplest way possible. How have you had to change what you do uh, due to this COVID-19 pandemic? You know, that's a, it's a insightful and interesting question. Um, the biggest challenge for us as a profession has not been dealing with the people who have died as a result of this disease, but uh, dealing with the people who are uh, left behind as a result. And that's, that's the biggest challenge. So we've had to find all kinds of new methods of dealing with age-old problems of uh, social needs and public support and the need to be able to communicate and be with friends and families at these difficult times. And you are limited by the province and, and by their uh, the state of emergency. You can only have 10 people in, uh, in a funeral uh, a parlor, for lack of a better word. I don't know. Is, are they still called funeral parlors? Uh, in some instances, but, the, but the, the information that I have is that most funerals are now being conducted at a grave site, um, not in, in a facility at all, although some okay. still are. All right. So what are you doing? Are you using technology in order to gather uh, people's loved ones around them? Because it is hard to put off the grieving process. And I think people do look for the closure of laying someone to rest or saying goodbye in a formal way. Um, right now, Zoom has been a phenomenal tool uh, to help people connect, not only in making funeral arrangements, because people are no longer coming into facilities in many instances, but also allowing uh, people to connect uh, with the family to offer support. So that's all kinds of digital platforms, whether it's Zoom or FaceTime or email or all kinds of things are being used. But the message that we're trying to, to give to, to pass out at this point is that um, death always creates uh, a loneliness and an abandonment, abandonment in, in survivors. And at this particular time, it's more important for people to reach out in any way they can to show their support and, uh, and, and the fact that they're, they're thinking of people and that they're there. Even a simple snail mail works. So right. whatever way people can reach out, we're encouraging them to do that. 
Is there any concern, you know, let's head back to, you know, the fact that people have ideas of how they want their loved ones put to rest. A lot of people have invested in plots. A lot of people have invested in, you know, uh, the family mausoleum where they put their loved one. Is there any concern about embalming and uh, your health? And what are you guys doing to make sure if somebody like, are you still continuing on with the embalming process? Or is that on hold for right now? And if so, is there PPE for your people to uh, use while embalming? So, good question again. Um, the, our, our, our people and our profession are extremely well-versed in dealing with uh, situations uh, that might arise. And COVID-19 is one of them. And the Bereavement Authority of Ontario, as well as uh, Toronto Public Health and other sources, have given us lots of guidelines in terms of how to deal with somebody who has died or suspected of died from the virus. So as far as embalming and care of the body, um, I am confident that that is being well handled and presents no uh, major threat or problem. The biggest problem that we face, and and the same as all other essential uh, uh, services, is in dealing with the survivors and the living because we have no idea the the people who are maybe carriers are invisible so it's that protection and it's it's that situation that creates the biggest problem for us as far as ppe um they are in short supply as you know and this morning i spent the last hour uh surveying any source i could possibly to see if we could get some additional ppes and Luckily, we made a, a connection with with uh, someone who is bringing them in, but unfortunately, they're not going to be available for 12 to 14 days. But that's that's the current situation. No one knows how long we're planning for, but supplies are in short demand. How do you do a, a wake or uh, a shiva? I don't know how much you know about uh, you know things that are uh, faith based, uh, you know, with other religions. But how are how are people adapting within your your industry? Um, the the latest that I heard, and I just uh, got a, 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 an email this morning, is that the virtual wake and the virtual shiva is something that people are adapting to, and they're ad- adapting to very well. Um, it's something brand new. You know, the interesting thing, Kelly, is um, Jay said earlier that we're facing a new nor- a new normal, and we can't use old methods to deal with the new normal. We have to be creating new methods to deal in this this new reality. I, I can't help but think about um, those people that passed away in the nursing home. Uh, there's a lot of fear right now for elderly people, um, and there's a lot of fear for people being, uh, you know, catching COVID-19, and if it's a severe case, dying alone. Um, is that adding to the stress of the grief uh, that you're that you're seeing right now i'm sure that it is on both sides i'm sure that it's adding to the stress of the the person who's stricken and is uh, alone and i'm sure that it's adding to the stress of the families um, death for someone uh, a survivor is always surreal and i can only imagine how much more so it is when there's no contact and people haven't been able to visit and everything is done on the phone. It's, I, I, I just can't even imagine the, the, the stress that they're going through. Michael, you know, we, we had a, a situation where we had a pandemic 
with SARS. It's it's not even close to the scope that this COVID-19 pandemic is. But was there a safety protocol that was worked out by the government and given to people that run, uh, you know, funeral homes and, and memorial chapels after SARS that you're aware of? Um, specifically, I am not. Uh, we were given protocols that dealt with uh, um, the kinds of heightened uh, uh, cautions that we had to take, but no specific pandemic pandemic planning. So what happens if we have, and I'm going worst case scenario, a situation where our deaths get a lot higher and it overwhelms the ability of funeral homes to do their jobs in a timely manner? Have you thought about that and what's your, your plan? Um, we've thought about it. We've done uh, all of the things that we can do today to ensure that we're going to be able to continue to meet the needs, if they, whatever they are. Um, but this is changing so quickly, we just don't know. The, the one thing that we do know is that we have to find ways to keep our staff and other emergency responders healthy so that they can continue to, to deal with whatever situation they face. That's our biggest challenge right now. And at the end of the day, that's people adhering to social distancing and you getting your hands on PPEs. Michael, I want to thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you.